amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for laughter, self-reflection, and a breath of fresh air. All Trails Plus helps you plan your next hike so you can relax and enjoy the journey. Discover new trails near you with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and offline maps so you can take those exciting first steps with confidence. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23. Hi, and welcome to the Grace Under Pressure podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Willis, and today I am joined with a very special guest. It is my professor, Eric Midlin. So why don't you uh, introduce yourself? All right. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I've uh, listened to a few episodes and uh, really like what Sarah, what you got going on here. And so I'm just happy to be a part. Well, thank you very much for agreeing to be on. So, yeah, I, I wanted to get your perspective in opening up a gym and, you know, how and why you started jiu-jitsu and what drove you to opening up the gym pursuit jiu-jitsu. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can start with my journey yeah. and then kind of how we landed here. Uh, so what's funny is uh, we started, or I started, uh, doing taekwondo at a younger age. And, uh, and with that, I did that 10 or 12 years. And so what, what's funny about that is UFC started to become a big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and the guys would watch some of the fights. And, and that's when it was newer. It went brand new. Uh, but then we try to imitate them. And so after we would uh, train some striking and some taekwondo after class, like, you know, young guys will do. We took off our shirts, and we're already sweaty and nasty <laughs> and too much information. But, uh, you know, so you can just imagine this crazy scene. So we're just, like, acting like we know what we're doing. We have no idea what we're doing. We're jumping on each other, you know, like, falling off and slipping uh, a whole lot like Nogi, what Nogi looked like tonight, yeah. except with shirts on, right? And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, we're, we're choking each other out with these really, like, street, you know, techniques and janky jiu-jitsu we had no idea what we we're doing mm-hmm. um, but we were very intrigued and um, and so I just remember it starting then you know as a young guy just being fascinated with it and uh, just seemed like a limitless world mm-hmm. and so let's try to fast forward a little bit um, then there was a group of us who trained some uh, MMA uh, just for a little while uh, in a judo school mm-hmm. in Watson and uh, we were just kind of, after their judo classes, we would do some of the mixed martial arts and uh, felt like that was a real natural, you know, fit for me. And I really liked it and started to, you know, learn some of that. Um, and so then, uh, and there's competitions mixed in and, and, and out through my journey and finding out what really, you know, what jujitsu really is. Uh, so that was, that's a whole nother story. You know, some of my first tournaments really really funny and uh, but to fast forward a bit uh, then I was actually serving at a church 
in New Roads, uh, Louisiana. And uh, that's when I looked up jiu-jitsu. I found Professor Nathan, who's my professor now, and he was like 45 minutes away. Yeah. So started doing classes with him a bit. And uh, then we had our firstborn, and I uh, thought it was smart for me to stop for a little while and focus on our family. And uh, to come full circle, months later, uh, Professor Nathan and I actually started serving at the same church together. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to pursue jiu-jitsu more. And so that's when it really picked up. You know, I had a knack for it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I just wasn't able uh, to pursue it long enough during those previous times. Mm -hmm. But for the first time, uh, 2015, 16 or so, is like when I pursued it real heavily, like all in. And it didn't take away from my family. They were able to come to class. Uh, some of the kids were getting older. Mm -hmm. um, and so then, let's see. Uh, fast forward a bit, I was able to get my blue belt and I was really close to purple belt and uh, the way that uh, things go with uh, working in the church, uh, there are different seasons where you, you may be at a church for a while or you may feel moved to move on. So, you know, we moved on from Louisiana to Brookhaven where we are now, mm -hmm. uh, Brookhaven, Mississippi. And so uh, we didn't see any, you know, strictly Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms in Brookhaven or close to within driving distance. Mm -hmm. And so we just, you know, I talked to Professor Nathan. I said, hey, is this something we could do with your help? You know, just be close by, supervising, making sure I'm not doing anything foolish. And uh, between uh, counsel from him and uh, seeking my wife's input, which is most important, of course, sure, yeah. praying about it, you know, we decided to open... Uh, the gym here. So that's a little bit mm -hmm. of my journey uh, to jujitsu as well as what led us to opening it up here and you know actually uh, we will be coming up on five years yeah. being open here soon uh, awesome. like November 1st. That's awesome that's wonderful. Yeah. So and I know that's something because um, I didn't start my journey here um, which you know is I get to see the the benefit of all the hard work you've put into it I didn't see the grind uh, at the beginning um, but one thing I've noticed that's really special about this gym is just how many women and teens are in this program especially given the it's a smaller demographic here you know what 30,000 people maybe in this area yeah and that's just extending you know into the counties right. and everything so there's not that many in the in the city but yeah certainly a few more um outside of the counties mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah so what what do you see um the special sauce there to be a, a gym that is so unique and that it is so welcoming uh to women and teens as well as uh yeah. men of course too yeah it's just for the record i think it's hilarious when you say sauce yeah every episode i've heard uh or, or the times i hear it i get so hungry <laughs> and, uh, and that's just my attention, you know, problem. And so now I'm thinking about, like, different food with sauces and stuff. So just to let you know, for you and your listeners, every time you say that, it cracks me up and I love it. Uh, so it's funny. Okay, so, like, uh, let's say having a gym that's welcoming to, to ladies, was that the question? Yeah, yeah. ladies and teens, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was able to visit a few environments, you know, and Professor Nathan and his gym, they mm -hmm. do a really good job, you know, as well. Yeah. And so I've, I have visited a few, so I'm not speaking like, um, you know, some may only know 
the gyms I they think that the only gym I visited is his. So I'm not just speaking like about his or anything, but I, I was you know I visited a lot, and there were some gyms where it was welcoming, you know, and uh, you could look around and, and see the demographics or the the group of people, and so and you could tell like some gyms were welcoming and would put forth the effort to include the uh, like ladies or mm-hmm. and or teens or just just anybody and then there were some gyms that would it was just about like winning and being number one and all about self and mm-hmm. you know guys would take their shirts off and and that's that's fine I still see that at at gyms that are welcoming yeah. and you know some are like by the beach or you know that's in their culture and that's fine that's fine so I'm um, not knocking on that but um you know, it just wasn't the the language just was off putting towards women, and so, mm-hmm. anyways, just from ex- previous experience, uh, I I really just kind of figured out what I wanted here, mm-hmm. and uh, so I just primarily wanted a family environment, yeah, and so that included everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I yes, I wanted like tough like guys my age, um, younger, older, it didn't matter. You know, yeah, I definitely wanted that. But I wanted for mom and daughter to yeah. train together as well, and we've had uh, instances of that. And mm-hmm. uh, and so I also wanted teens. I just want wanted for people to walk in the gym here in Brookhaven and to feel like, man, this is a professional place. Mm-hmm. It's just not a, a bunch of younger people beating each other up. Right. You know, uh, it's professional and it's includes you know ladies i'm not uncomfortable here mm-hmm. you know or i feel comfortable leaving my teenage son or daughter here right. and so we've really tried to promote that here and we've done that in many uh, ways or a variety of ways and so that's just caught on that's been the tone that we're welcoming of all and uh, we really put forth that effort and there's there's specific ways that we do that we could go into that uh, i don't know if you know, we may run out of time, but, um, you know, there's some certain things we do here and phrases that we say, mm-hmm. you know, often uh, to help promote that environment. Yeah, for sure. I, I can say that, um, you know, I, I think on every single episode, I try to stress to the kids because as a teacher, like, hey, come on out. We're welcoming, especially ladies come out. Now, of course, you know, I'm about 30 minutes from where I teach, so it's kind of hard to get them here. Yeah. But I've just noticed in the way that you teach and then we have some of the you know students who are higher ranks and when they teach you know they model what they see which is really great and inclusive and warm teaching is there anyone you've modeled your style of teaching after you know is it something because I know you're you know a youth minister is that just something that it just naturally carries over in dealing with kids and families yeah uh yeah I mean I have influences in jiu-jitsu that I really enjoy studying and, uh, you know, I have my professors, Professor Matt and Nathan, they keep it simple, mm-hmm. you know, pretty straightforward, and, uh, and it's easy to understand the way they teach. Uh, someone else I've really just enjoyed over time, and my students may get tired of it, but on the, like, on a higher level, like, not higher, but like a professional level, black belts mm-hmm. that have won, you know, at the adult wor- um, level and the ADCC level, I, I mean, I, I've always gravitated towards uh, Professor JT Torres mm-hmm. and his teaching is easy to understand and the con- uh, his, his the way that he teaches with his words you know mm-hmm. uh, so for example like he may say uh, Lego man hands or something just to be mm-hmm. you know just as an example and yeah. kids like they understand like, yeah. oh and that's very visual so I'm visual mm-hmm. you know and so there's some others 
but uh, especially those three. And uh, paired with that, you know, is, uh, yeah, I guess it's more of a personal route in my life. You know, I have taken the route of, of being a Christian. And so, um, you know, with that, there's different uh, perspective or not perspectives, but different values that I have. And, and uh, I do feel that some carry over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel like it's okay. Like that's, and that's what I've loved as a side note about jujitsu mm-hmm. is that there's so many different walks of life yeah. that can come together, Christian or not, um, people of, of different jobs, mm-hmm. you know, students. I mean, man, and like you come together, you train, you do life together, you share life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, I've seen some people in our gym, you know, help each other out, maybe financially. One of the guys allowed another to borrow their truck for a week. Mm-hmm. And so, man, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. to see that but but to come all the way back yeah there's definitely uh outside of those three individuals and others um there's definitely a christian uh, mm-hmm. aspect to me personally and so oh, yeah. yeah that has an influence and i mean you know just knowing you personally yeah i can definitely see that carry over and um and it's one of those things where it's not like you're cramming religion down somebody's yeah. throat or something yeah. but you're letting the fact that that is such a central tenet to Christianity and being a family and being loving. And I really do think that that over extends over into how you teach. And I think especially too, when you bring up jujitsu and people reaching out within our own team of all different walks of life, um, that's just so cool how jujitsu, and I know there's other sports out there that do it, but really and truly, if it wasn't for jujitsu, I wouldn't know a lot of these people, you know, we're just in totally different avenues. It's so cool. Some, some nights I just like put my back on the wall mats and I just look around, you know, the, uh, the mats and I just am taken back at how genuine it is. The conversations and, and, uh, you know, like y'all story, y'all found you and Ben got Mm -hmm. married and some like I've seen and, uh, that will develop best you know that would be best friends with someone or friendships yeah. for life and and there's it's just something kind of pure in a way mm-hmm. and very genuine about jujitsu and and it's kind of like you put away your lifestyles to come together possibly to be under one team you know mm-hmm. um maybe there you know you visit around so but uh, where you just and you you celebrate jujitsu and and um and, I mean, you just, there's something about needing, you need people to do it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pos- times where you trust each other in the positions, and there's just so much, man, right there. So mm-hmm. uh, so there's a lot of times I'm just taken back, and it's just really cool moments where I look around the mats and, you know, watch people that normally wouldn't hang out yeah. uh, outside the gym. They hang out, you mm-hmm. know, or maybe they start hanging out outside the gym because of jujitsu. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And maybe that might be, and this is just me thinking and not wanting to put words in your mouth, but that might be one of the big reasons why our gym is so you know able to draw females and you know teens is because we are really and truly and i'm sure that's the case for a lot of gyms that are healthy we are a family you know it's not just a one man like yeah i'm awesome you know you know it's it's not one person jujitsu and fitness you know it's pursuit we're all pursuing something together that's it that's why i like uh i didn't want my name on the logo Mm -hmm. and that has its own place and purpose i think that's cool to create your brand you know i could certainly do that on the side you know if i wanted to and that's great um but uh that's to go back i I really did want 
for us to celebrate around a name. It could have been any name, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just coming under one team banner, mm-hmm. you know, and I tell our students this often, that you are only as good as the person next to you. Mm. So as you're lifting them up and you're helping them get better, then they in return, they help you get better. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you get investment, uh, you get a return on that investment. And there's some other, whether it be attitudes or sports where it's very central, you know, centralized, focused on the individual or athlete, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't believe you're gonna hurt him. You know, he's supposed to make it, he's D1 athlete and you hurt him or you know watch out um you know take care of that person or there's all the attention but and like jujitsu it's level playing ground yes there's some that are more uh, talented or gifted in different ways or some that of those that try hard um sorry train harder yeah and um and you see some differences for sure but man like you really are only as good as your teammate and that's rewarding mm-hmm. because if that is the environment and you go out and you see your teammates uh, compete and you see them win, you celebrate that win with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not only an individualized sport and effort. Uh, you know, there's, you know, some aspects of it. You have to show sure, up. You have sure. to work hard. Um, hopefully eat well and, yeah. and maybe do some, some supplemental training. Yeah. Uh, but there's something to be said when someone wins, like you feel like you're winning with them or if they lose – you feel like you're losing with them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you just can't wait to lift them up when they come uh, out outside the mats and, right. and just support them, be there uh, for them. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, you that's one thing we, we say here. You're only as good as your teammate and, and some other things that we do and say. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I tell the kids, and, and adults already do this anyways, but I tell the kids, like, all right, you know, stand up, shake your partner's hand, mm-hmm. you know, or high-five them as your teammate. You know, mm-hmm. it, you think it, it is, uh, oftentimes it's just you in your head, and you can be alone, but it really is a, a team effort. Absolutely. I know um, one thing you've said, and I've seen I've seen the memes, too, on, like, the Facebook. <laughs> oh, the memes. You know, yes. <laughs> of stop trying to win the round. That's you know? it. I love that that popped up and that circulated, like, a few weeks ago. Uh, that's true, man. Like, because, uh, and I think Professor Nathan has said this, too. If if you try to win, then you're eventually going to be upset and uh, will probably quit Hmm. because you're not going to be the best one all the time Mm -hmm. if that is your, you know, your focus, you know. And so that's what we'll see um, from the kids to the adults is some will come in with maybe some athleticism. Mm -hmm. They're very good and they rely on that um, and their physicality, perhaps. But then you have the others who are grinding, who are studying, who are trying hard. The techniques are sticking. They're leaving their ego to the side. Mm-hmm. And they're really open to what jiu-jitsu offers, and they let jiu-jitsu take them. And you start to see that gap bridged, and uh, the athletes, you know, get left behind mm. if they don't, you know, subject themselves to jiu-jitsu and the techniques you know if they only rely on their athleticism and I did that early on I was like man I could just be so rough and just try to out wrestle people and just try to end up on top and listen around blue belt you know like that starts to not work and a purple belt being the first advanced belt man you're gonna get smoked yeah uh, we call the blue belt blues for a reason yeah (laughs) that's it so maybe that's why i like drop out maybe you know they they finally get to blue belt and then like that athleticism doesn't 
you know, get them as far as it did before. Mm-hmm. And there's some other reasons, but that's just sure. a little side joke about, you know, blue belts. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've talked we've talked a lot about, you know, the culture of our gym. How do you, as a professor, as a gym owner, how do you preserve that gym culture? Is yeah. there a one-size-fits-all answer to that? Or oh, what? man, that's good. Um, that's a great question. You wish there was, a, like, a formula, you know. <laughs> I think that... Uh, Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. That always has to be worked on, you know, preserved. Like, let's say an endurance runner or athlete or someone that lifts weights. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you just try super hard for a little period of time and then just stop, and what happens, right? Yeah. You lose that form. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose that endurance. And uh, and I think that's the same. You know, it's and just trying to keep that up, working hard for that, mm-hmm. um, reminding everyone that. And you have people that buy in, mm-hmm. that really love that. And so like, if I'm out, yourself, Ben, others, uh, a lot of band senior people here at the gym, I mean, you guys really strive to keep that up. Mm-hmm. And I'll get texts from you guys all the time, you know, hey, this happened, but we talked about it, we squashed it, just wanted to let you know. Mm-hmm. And so not only is it something that you constantly work on, but I, I believe it's having the people, uh, your members, your students, your teammates buy in. Mm-hmm. And you're all on the same page, and, and it makes it so much easier, you know. Oh, yeah, that's, and that's, that's the easy and hardest part of it yeah. is creating that buy-in. I know coaches will, I'm sure, give numerous examples of trying to create a team culture, you know, and how hard that can be. But at the same time, it's the most crucial thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's difficult. I always look up to those uh, that are in coaching positions, especially in schools, because they try so hard for a few years and they lose the students. Yeah. And that happens with us. But we do have some that stick for Mm -hmm. years and years, and and that's so great. And uh, so hats off to those that are you know coaches that try so hard and then they got to do it all over again and and in some ways we replicate that Mm -hmm. you know we have new students come in uh, and I'll tell you on a side note that is really heartbreaking by the way you know uh, listeners Uh, when you quit and uh, and let's say you're established you're a great teammate you offer a lot for the team and 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 you quit we feel that you know that the professor the coach feels that the, your teammates feel that, mm-hmm. and so I mean we're putting effort into you, and and, um, and when or the person, and when they quit, man, that hurts, you know. Yeah. And so it is like starting over, and uh, so on one end it's discouraging, but then you get the new teammate that's fresh and ready, and you yeah. never know this could be the next black belt. Yeah. So you gear back up and do it again. So yeah. in in some ways we are like coaches um, mm-hmm. that that have revolving doors of students coming in and out, but sure. But we are fortunate that. They can stay for years. So. Yeah, absolutely. I know, um, you know, sometimes, you know, the old expression is it's not who's good, it's who's left, you know. Wow. With yeah. with black belts and stuff. Yeah, you know, obviously, if you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu, you're, you're definitely good. You know, you're not yeah. like garbage or something like that. Yeah, but, I want to speak on that because yeah. I remember I was very lucky early on. I was able to watch Professor Nathan get his black belt. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge organization. And I was probably four rows back. Mm-hmm. and a huge auditorium and I remember as I looked down at my white belt 
and uh, had a blue uniform on, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I just said, there's, there's no way I can get there. But mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Time will pass, and I can get there. And I tell that uh, to students. I say that, you know, often, especially to kids. I just try to keep motivating them. Mm-hmm. I feel that by the time you're older, you're kind of self-motivated or not, uh, which we all need encouragement. But, sure. but kids, I try to stay on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just tell them, you know, time will pass. Mm-hmm. It will happen. No one has defeated time. Yeah. Like my friend, uh, shout out to uh, Chris, you know, Huffman on this. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, Father Time, like, is undefeated. (laughs) And uh, we're starting to understand that, And uh, which is another side note. It's funny when you're Master One, like, (laughs) you hit 30 and you celebrate, you know, which is a whole other conversation. But, uh, yeah, it is. It's undefeated. But it doesn't only have to be discouraging. My point here is, like, it's encouraging. Mm -hmm. Time will pass. So show up and train, Mm -hmm. and you will get promoted. I mean, unless you just come and lay down like you're going to get better it might take you you know longer yeah you know if you're just chill about it a hobbyist which shout out to hobbyists I, I, man i love you you know like my students who are like that's majority yeah you know we're all we're not making a living off this stuff like we just love it and so anyways yeah show up and and time will pass and you will get promoted so that's just a little memory I had I remember that and mm-hmm. so I just extend that I don't know where we got off on that that was my fault <laughs> no that's fine that's yeah. good and I think I think about the I know I, I think it maybe was on the Joe Rogan podcast that where they talked about examining the skeletons of the English longbow mm. uh, guys and over time and all that practice yeah. they weren't able to, I mean this was bunch of force they had to pull back that their bodies literally reshaped themselves to be able and like it just yeah. changed their skeleton yeah. and again that's time that's the you know they couldn't do all those moves when they first started pulling back the bow but time and re- repetition their bodies yeah. physically adapted i really wish we could go back and roll against our day one selves oh gosh would you watch that footage i would watch it i would watch <laughs> would it, it would it be embarrassing yes. or like encouraging <laughs> <laughs> like all in one. We say oh that sometimes, gosh. maybe here. I don't know if other gyms maybe comment, you know, on some of the social media, you know, yeah. posts. If if y'all have talked about this, but we talk about this. Like, oh gosh, it's kind of funny, you know. Like, man, if I wrestled my day one self, I would, you know, smoke smoke myself. Gosh, if my guard's so much better than it was gosh. before. You know, I was trying to do takedowns and pressure passing. Yeah, and that's not my. Game. Were you doing that tonight? No, uh, I wasn't like, doing that tonight. No. <laughs> I was like, Sarah, I had a, you know, a life change. And oh, God. Jiu-jitsu change, I mean. You oh, know, yes, like, complete, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, look, day one uh, of my jiu-jitsu looked a whole lot different. Man, like even stylistically. Yeah. And so, hey, I'll ask you that. You know, I know you're the host, but I'll like kind of spin <laughs> oh it gosh. on you. So, Oh, no, okay. Um, how do you – why is it – uh, how do I put it in words? Your style. How did you get your style? How did you come to be the Sarah Willis, like purple belt that you are today? How did you land in your style? Mine, you know, I kind of do some goofy stuff on my back. Yes, you know, you some do. guard stuff. It's like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my game. Like, so yeah, there we go. Okay. What is, how did you get to your game? 
you know, Ooh. from from kind of like white to purple. Did okay. that happen quick? No. Or no, 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 no. Or um, like what, where you knew that you were going to land? Um, let's see. Well, when I first started, the only thing I knew um, was just try to get to side control. I thought yeah, yeah. that was it, side control. And uh, I remember I was rolling with uh, Sarah Phillips. I don't think she still does jujitsu. Right. She got the blue belt blues. Okay. Um, and she said, just try to hold me here for the next four minutes yeah. or something like that. And then that's good. And so that's what I tried to do. And I remember yeah. my first ever competition, you know, I did a hip bump toss and I stayed in side control. I yeah. didn't really know what else to do. Positionally dominant. Though. Yes, yes. Go and ahead, so, Yeah. <laughs> had no answer after that, but that I, I could get there. And uh, street fight, you're a gold. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. Um, and then I remember uh, watching Brad Phillips. That was her father. Yeah. And just all the crazy stuff he could do with his legs. Yeah. And shout um, out to oh, Phillips for sure. And um, I thought, man, there's never. He showed an ankle lock. I'm like, I'm never gonna get this. Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna. I'm, you know. And if you know my game, if anybody's ever rolled with me, that's what I go for yeah. now. And um, and I just really wanted to get good at that. And I just modeled after people that I saw that were doing really well, and I wanted to be like them. And so, kind of like the be like Mike, you know, kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, and over kids, what's up? Yeah. And, uh, Even though he played before then. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Before and after. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of how I got there. And I just – hours of repetition and some really good advice I got was from a now black belt, Chris White. He said, every three months have a goal mm -hmm. of whatever that position is, and that's what you get to, and that's what yeah. you work on for three months. That's so good. And, um, and that's what I did, and then I eventually X-Guard made sense, single leg X made sense, all these positions that were like a Rubik's Cube mm -hmm. at the beginning now made sense because okay. I was just so dedicated to it. And then it just – and I was realizing I wasn't getting as smashed as much when yeah. I had – while I was up underneath people. So yeah. that's kind of okay. how I figured it out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. But they're just trying to survive because it was – I had no really – no ladies to roll with when I was going – I had one or two, but nothing like we have here, which is something I just cherish so much because yeah. when I came here the first time, I was just like, really aggressive because like – Uptight. Like, yeah. Okay, like ready to go, you know. Yeah, because it was literally yeah. every – I told Ben, I said, I – people are throwing the entire kitchen sink at me every mm -hmm. time I roll. And so I'm fighting for my life. And then I come here and it wasn't like, yeah, the culture here was not that aggressive. And my right. technique got so much better. I was able to explore and not think I'm going to die today. Mm -hmm. So, and that's one of the avenues I said early on in the podcast, that's such a, uh, such a big conversation about ladies and teenagers training with adults and there's different avenues you can go. Mm -hmm. And uh, one avenue I'll go down, you know, in uh, right now yeah. is, uh, man, what helps out, let's just say a, a lady and an and a adult male, like rolling, mm -hmm. what helps out is if there is this mutual understanding of we are going to match strength and speed. Like if you're trying to get better at jujitsu, both parties will benefit. Mm -hmm. Now, one might argue, okay, well, that doesn't help if it's a street, you know, self-defense issue. Like, yeah, that's a whole other conversation, though. Yeah. But we're, like, trying to, you know, who can even do that? Like, you know, let's say uh, two teens or two males. Like, mm -hmm. if you just try to go 100%, like, quote, unquote, street mode, you're eventually going to get hurt. There's no longevity in that training. Right, so, like, right. let's put that aside. 
okay so we're we're here you know that question's brought up well like oh well the streets and all this like okay um but you know like yeah match each other's strength and speed and there will be technical exchanges mm -hmm. and i have learned so much you know watching my female teammates and uh all of my teammates but you know just to watch the technique you know and uh, just to let that play out that mm -hmm. is beneficial to both and that's the conversation that needs to happen mm -hmm. uh, and so we, we you know that's one thing that we try to promote just match each other's strength and speed mm -hmm. even you know an older adult male and let's say a younger teenage guy yeah. you know uh, and I know that there are some differences you know hip flexibility sure, or a sure. spastic teenager you know like I know there's some out you know there's, there's some exceptions to this but generally if right. two have their head on straight like that's the way to train mm -hmm. you know and unless you're trying to do some comp training which it's it's wise to get someone about your size mm -hmm. you know your rank which may not always be available but you know that right. is that is the goal so anyways yeah. uh, just a something to talk about for a moment no absolutely because I think that's one thing that I've heard, you know, and kind of experienced before is that, oh, well, I got to roll with the girl, you know, and they'll be like, well, it's not going to be as good of a round. It's like, no, it can absolutely be as good of a round. And even if I'm rolling with a younger kid, like, you know, some of the girls that, you know, and the younger guys that I've rolled with here, they've got great technique. You just don't want to be, you know, obviously if somebody... Now, Marlia is great. Oh, man. She's a beast. But she's yeah. 12, and I keep thinking she's older than that because of her technique. And just yes. she is very strong. But I know I could probably slam her and muscle out right. of something, but that doesn't benefit me. That doesn't benefit her. And then it keeps me honest because if I'm rolling to match her strength and her speed, that makes me more cognizant. No doubt. And that, makes, that gives her better training, too. And so, I don't know. I feel like the people who say oh well you know that's a not the street way to roll yeah, and to fight it's like uh, well i mean let's check the ego at the door you know yeah. realistically on the streets there's also going to yeah. be a few other things yeah. too you that's know that's it and and yeah that's that's across the board well, it's like no duh if you punch me in the face it would hurt you know but we're <laughs> not fighting right now you know like go sign up and do mma yeah. which is awesome but mm -hmm. uh you know we're doing jujitsu right here so mm -hmm. uh yeah all right, let's see. Yeah. So yeah, just to go back full circle, and we can you know talk about something else. But Absolutely. there was some early on uh, indication of my game in blue belt of uh -huh. what I'd be playing, and and what happened is in blue belt, I started to loosen up on the things I relied on, which was just kind of athleticism uh -huh. and uh, you know strength and all that, and I loosened up on that. And I started to always find myself on my back doing just goofy stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so then I just kept that in the back of my mind. Like, man, I, I'm good at it. And I see, I see avenues. I see ways to develop that in some ways. But I, I wasn't quite sure how to carry that out. And so uh, that really came to uh, fruition. Like, I, I fully acknowledged my game purple belt mm -hmm. and I tell everyone from my personal journey I love purple belt mm -hmm. you know I finally found what was what I was meant to do in jiu-jitsu yeah. and, um, and and tried to work it out tried to really be good at it mm -hmm. you know and so for the that was the shift for me blue belt I lost a great deal 
you know, I'm sure uh, Professor Nathan needed some like side counseling, you know, watching some of the dumb things I did in tournaments yeah. and uh, God bless them. And, and coaches that have good patience, there's many times he would shake his head and I'd shake my head and we'd laugh. Sometimes we'd be upset. Like, man, I was so frustrating to watch compete, man. Like I would almost win. And then I would just do the dumbest stuff and like get a flying arm, yeah, bar, right? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> I tried a flying triangle because I watched someone and never practiced it before. I landed on my back, bruised my ribs. It was really dumb. Don't try stuff in competition, you know. For the first time. For the, for first, the first time. time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so shout out to our coaches that are patient with us. But uh, yeah, purple belt is when I, you know, I started working as we say, kind of often in mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu now, systematically, you know, you see that a lot, really, to sell instructionals, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, but I started to kind of create a system for myself, mm -hmm. and I really started playing those lapels, kind of inverting in ways that made sense, okay? Right, right. And I started, the, the shift happened, I started winning more than I was losing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Purple Belt became really fun, because yeah. not only did I find my game, but I started to see what I needed to work on. Yeah. And so that is also uh, what I started to do at Brown Belt. Mm -hmm. I focus on what I was not good at. Yeah. Because you know I said if I'm black belt, I don't want there to be a major hole in mm -hmm. my game. Now there's a, a lot I need to work on. I love sure. that. I'm starting you know to see that more and more. Yeah. But uh, Brown Belt, I've tried to work on the, the major holes. And I think that's a good word of encouragement for folks is that if you feel like you're drowning right now, there's time and time will show, you know, where, you know, you need to be paddling in this way or paddling in that way to where you can eventually do full freestyle in the mm -hmm. ocean or something. So. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some nights uh, Well, to speak about what you said earlier, uh, I will go in with a goal of trying to hit certain techniques and, and mm -hmm. uh, seeing if I like the technique or not or trying to fix a problem. And then there are some nights, you know, where I just go into cruise control yeah. and I just enjoy jujitsu. Mm -hmm. I don't even think about trying to pursue a certain move. I just try to take what the person gives me and not try to force stuff or I try to get in, you know, interesting positions and I really enjoy some of those nights. I think that was tonight. Yeah. Uh, we just got done. With Nogi a little while ago. Best night of the week. Yeah, that's it. Shout out. <laughs> Sarah loves Nogi. I do. And so, uh, yeah, uh, that was that was just a lot of fun. I just yeah. let the training and the rounds, you know, just take me with it like a tide. And, mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes those can be the most fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just any parting note, because I want to be respectful of your time, yeah. any parting note that you might give somebody in selecting a, a home gym or, you know, that, that kind of a journey, what would you say? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so uh, Professor Nathan has uh, said this, had said this before, and I didn't quite understand it until I opened a gym, and so I want to extend what he told me, and uh, which has just been solid advice. I would say... Uh, you know, look up the instructors, the coaches that are there, because there can be a multiple, you know, lineup of coaches. Uh, try to see uh, if you can find out their, you know, history uh, in jiu-jitsu. You know, look at their lineage, see if they have competition background. You know, you could type usually the person's name and jiu-jitsu next to their name at Google, mm -hmm. and within two to three pages, you can kind of find some history there. You know, uh, whether it's flow grappling or AGF results, IBJJF results, you mm -hmm. can see that. And so 
first off, like you don't ever have to compete. You know, that's fine, but there's something to be said about a coach or coaches who have a clear competition, you know, uh, a record of their competition because that means that they have, they're battle tested, you know, they, they've tried out the techniques, Mm -hmm. they can coach students who want to compete. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, I know you don't, you're not always active in competing and that's not the only element, but that certainly I I think is a, is a big, uh, you know, aspect. Right. And uh, so uh, look up the lineage, look up the competition, you know, background uh, and uh, try, you know, I think you had said this on a, maybe an episode Mm -hmm. and I don't mean to, you know, speak for you. That's so right. maybe I could be wrong, could be. but I, I, I think uh, you said something about looking up the gyms, maybe website, social media uh, posts, maybe something maybe like so, that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, kind of uh, looking at the background of the gym, like almost try to dive in the gym virtually or online mm-hmm. by looking at the photos and looking at what the gym is posting. You can get a good idea mm-hmm. uh, um, of the culture, mm-hmm. not fully, but certainly a small aspect, you yeah. know, uh, by, by looking online mm-hmm. at their social media post. And uh, you can see a lot. Are they professional or not? Right. Is it um, a well-established gym or not? You know, the level of the students. And you can see all those things on social media, you know, yeah. checking out the website mm-hmm. and all of those things are important. So I think that whole package and probably some more things I'm missing, you know, are really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go meet the person. A few of y'all have done, a few of our students have done that, yeah. have come in, you know, have shaken my hand, have talked to me, have asked uh, for, uh, you know, asked a little bit about myself and have come in, check the gym out, yeah. even try to class. You know, mm-hmm. guys, y'all can try a class without ever signing up somewhere. That should be a thing. Yeah, no, I you agree. Know? And so, um, yeah, that's what I would say. And I know that there's probably some other mm-hmm. things to take into consideration, but I think that will steer you in the uh, right direction. In the right direction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got Eric's uh, four little yeah. ones scurrying around here. So Yeah, they've been good. They have been good. All right. Well, any parting yeah. words before we sign? <laughs> Sign out. <laughs> That's right. Perfect timing. Yes. All up to the end. That yes. makes it fun. Yes. I'm uh, protecting my retirement plan here. All yes. of my, my four coaches right here. There you go. That's there it. Go. Parting words. Um, man, I, for listeners, just always yeah. find a way to love jujitsu. Whatever that is. Uh, you know, everyone will get bogged down. We'll have those lows, those valleys. But find a way uh, to love jujitsu. Remember why you love it, whether it's the community, camaraderie, you know, if it's um, trying out new techniques, if it's competition, staying in shape, mm-hmm. just, you know, find out uh, what maybe you need to find out what that is mm-hmm. and stay uh, close to those things. And so yeah. I always, you know, try to try to say that. Just remember why you love it mm-hmm. and hold those things close to you. Well, thank you so much for your time, Professor. And uh Yeah, thank you again. Awesome. This has been fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. 
you know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. We got Verizon 5G home internet. It's from Verizon. Safe choice, right? Well, some things that look great end up being not so great. Like the time you bought a shrimp roll from a gas station. Ugh. Or when you bought that used sports car. <laughs> what about when we got Billy that drum set? The point is, Verizon 5G home internet sounded great. But turned out to be something else. And we deserve fast, reliable internet. We deserve Xfinity. It's time for better internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts.